Hey everybody, this is Steve Acevedo and this is your show, Your Body, Your Mind on this journey called life. I hope everyone's doing well. It was a fun trip over there in Guatemala, uh, working at the orphanage, um, helping kids, and then uh, going off campus and building four houses. Um, the team over there, all together, and all, everybody who donated, we, uh, we had enough for six houses, I believe. And so we physically built four. And we left the money for two more to be built while we were gone. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the 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 on on the ground interviews with our missionaries and and um, the people who work there. And I didn't get to get everybody on 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 the microphone because I was building houses and you know uh, painting and digging trenches and. Uh, pizza party and out with the kids and movie night and craft day and all that fun stuff and uh and all that work which is all believe it or not it's, it's fun in its own way because um it's rewarding so um that was a lot of fun for me i do that every year i've been doing it i think it's nine years now ten years uh, somewhere along that line and uh, of course covid didn't let us travel so we did a virtual trip where we did the pizza party um, we bought the pizza for the orphanage from here and so the team from Kentucky went on Facebook live and we went live in our shop with um, pizza everybody had pizza Guatemala had pizza Kentucky had pizza we had pizza here and we got to interact with the kids a little bit you know get the updates on how they're doing and stuff like that and it was a lot of fun and uh, we also got to watch a soccer game that week uh, virtually you know Facebook live and we got to see them via the the modern technology, but it was nice to connect with them during that week. We couldn't fly down because of COVID. Um, but what am I rambling about it? First off, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for everyone who participated, who went down there. Thank you to everyone who made a donation uh, to make this happen. Uh, thank you for everyone who brought a donation in the form of clothes, you know, socks and whatever it was, cleats, and uh, we took them down. We took 11 bags from... Connecticut, <coughs> excuse me, and um, I think Kentucky had 10 or 11 as well, so it was a lot of donation bags, it's uh, funny pictures, we have a school bus pick us up because of all the donations, and then to boot we went to Walmart when we got there and bought all the stuff we didn't bring down from the monetary donations uh, that were given by you guys, and so thank you for that. And if you want to learn more about this organization or this mission trip, you can go to the number for them, number for him.org, for them, for him.org, and check out the work we do. You could always send me an email to uh, the radio show. It's the number one body, one mind, one life at gmail.com. And uh, you can ask me questions, um, comments, concerns, or just topics you want me to talk about on the show. Uh, we could do it there. We could have a dialogue because this is your show, right? This is where we kind of talk self-improvement, um, wellness, and, and life. Your body, your mind, your life. So it's the season of giving, right? It's the holiday seasons upon us where, where I celebrate Christmas. And uh, so I say Merry Christmas. Um, but you might celebrate, you know, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever um, uh, celebrations that you partake in. You know, happy Happy holidays to you and to yours. And um, and I respect everybody's, you know, different uh, ways of celebrating, you know. And and the truth is, in our country, it's kind of become more of a 
you need to buy the latest and greatest gadget and widget and stuff to to make sure your kid knows you, they, you love them or your family knows you love them. And I would like to say this is not true. And, and mind you, I am a, I have a shop, right? I'm a retail establishment, Aces Defense 360. You could look us up online. And we have a physical store in Pomfret. We have a gym and a jiu-jitsu studio, boxing, kickboxing, all that fun stuff. Keep you healthy, right? But um, I want to tell you, it's always a season to give year-round 24-7, um, and it's because it's good for you. And now you you think about it, like, man, I work so hard for this and that, and I'm going to give it away. I'm not telling you to not take care of yourself. I'm just telling you to have a different relationship with your money. Um, and um, so today's show is going to be a little bit about that, you know, the, the spirit of giving and your relationship with money and caring for people. And so I want to just kind of give you a little bit of a little backstory. I said to you, I've been going on this mission trip for, I think, nine years. It just feels like I've been doing it forever, and and I'm glad I've been doing it. But uh, personally, it has blessed my life. And, and I don't mean like in my pocketbook. I mean in my heart, in my soul. Um, I walk with... Uh, a joy in my heart that's unexplainable but that's because I've been participating in this uh, mission trip or helping children see you could go in life with with um, there's always a desire to help some way somehow you just don't know where to you want to focus your energies and you when someone's asking for money on the street you give them a dollar and inside you go yeah I know he's gonna go buy drugs or she's gonna go buy alcohol or whatever however so you kind of gave but you kind of gave like you were almost pressured into it and it's not a joyful giving so that way when you give that way it doesn't it doesn't um give dividends if that makes sense you have to give with a joyful heart right and so let's say you see someone asking for money in the street and i'm just using that as an example because i'm from new york city right and i saw that everywhere every train station every train stop um i saw 10 people on the way to school on the way to work all that stuff Asking for money. In fact, I remember going to uh, uh, Our Lady Queen of uh, Martyrs. It was a um, Catholic school. I might have been in second and third grade, somewhere in there. And I used to walk to school by myself. And uh, I know it sounds weird now, but no, back then it was normal. Um, and I had my path, right? I would go and there was a crossing guard. And I might have told you before that I used to wait for the police officer to cross, um, to cross me across, to take me across the street. Because uh, I just... I like hanging out with the officer, and uh, the crossing guard was awesome too. But to me, it was like, man, the cop—that's my friend, and uh, I felt I f it was—he uh, was like a hero. So anyway, in that same corner, there was this lady, an older lady. So I'm a kid. This is in the '80s. I'm a little kid uh, going to school, and this lady, <clears throat> heavy makeup, wrinkly face. <clears throat> she was aged, right? She was way older. I couldn't tell you the age, but way older and um she would stand out there and ask for a quarter and i remember her little the way she asked she goes can i have a quarter for a cup of coffee and she had a little sink cup of coffee right a little uh twang to it i guess you would call it and i remember getting 50 cents um every day just for you know to buy candy or or something like that on the way um and it doesn't sound like much, but back then you could buy uh, Bazooka Joe's for a nickel and 
and um, and all these other things. And that was bubblegum, by the way. So um, I remember she asked for a quarter every day for a cup of coffee. And I remember giving her one one day. So now imagine I'm, you know, third grader. I get 50 cents every day. And when I wanted something, I wanted to save it. I would, two days is a dollar. Three days, you know, dollar fifty. Four days, two bucks. And I would save money for whatever I wanted to get. It was something that was more substantial. Um, so I remember giving her a quarter. And she goes, thank you so much. And then she turns around and asks someone else for a quarter for a cup of coffee. And I was confused. I'm like, well, you could go get your coffee now. Was a quarter not enough? And I didn't know. And back then, it probably was. So I go to school, no problem. Time goes on. And I remember on a Saturday, I go to the bank with my mom on Saturday morning. And I see the lady asking for the quarter, a cup of coffee, lady. And I see her, and she had this little bag. It almost looks like, um, you remember back in the, I would say, 50s or 40s, where you would watch movies in that era, and the doctor would make a house call, and they had the doctor bag, that little bag where you take out the stethoscope and the little hammer to hit you in the knee, that thing. That kind of bag. She goes to the bank to the bank and she puts that on the counter and she's trying to make a deposit of all the change. Now mind you, I'm a little kid, so I can't really look over the bank teller counter and I'm next to my mom and she's doing her bank transaction. So I'm I'm standing next to her. So if you could imagine my head is like at her armpit. So I'm looking at the next teller, so you can't see me from over the teller. I'm a little kid. And I see her pick up the bag with all the change and pop it onto that counter. And she makes a deposit. And it was rolls of quarters. And a lot of them to boot. And so there was substantial money there. I don't want to say hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but I would say a hundred and change or something like that. And we're talking about the 80s where that might have been a week's salary for some folks. You know, a hundred and change. Where, where it was like $3 minimum an hour kind of thing. Back that back then, and I and I was confused. I'm like, holy smokes, this lady's got a bazillion dollars, right? And so when she would ask for a quarter every time I see her, I'm like, I felt weird about it. I'm like, she don't want a cup of coffee. She's scamming everybody. Now I don't know if that's the case or whatever. However, but that's how I felt. So guess what? I never did give her a quarter again. I always I just watched her and kind of absorbed people. Give her money when I was waiting across the street and stuff like that. Um, and so, fast forward a little bit. I'm an adult. I moved to New England, Rhode Island particularly at this time. And I'm driving back and forth to New York back then to go see my mom and stuff. And I'm an adult now. I'm a young adult. And um, remember there was a, there's a, a rest area on the highway. And there's a McDonald's there and a gas station and a convenience store kind of stuff, right? And everyone's familiar with that. So it's somewhere in southern Connecticut and uh, on 95, for our local folks, you know where I'm talking about. I got off in a rest area and I go get gas and maybe something to drink, just stretch my legs a little bit. And this guy comes out, he's, he's well-dressed, you know, and he says, hey... hey, do you mind, uh, can you give me $5? I need some gas. And this is back in... In the late 90s, maybe 97, 98, or 96, somewhere around there. So middle to late 90s. And again, $5 is not a lot today, but it, it was real money back then. It would be the equivalent of 20 bucks. Uh, and uh, don't quote me on that, but that's how it felt. And so, hey man, can, I, can you give me $5? I ran out of gas. I need to get home. And this and the other thing. It gives me a story. So I'm like, oh man, 
Of course, you're stranded here. Of course, I'll help you. And I gave him $5. And he goes, thank you so much. And he kind of goes through the bushes and disappears. And, uh, and I go about my business. I get my gas and I get my soda, whatever, drink. Uh, and I drive off and I go home to Rhode Island. So I'm driving through Connecticut. The next weekend, I go back down to New York for whatever reason. Um, and I'm coming back up. Same rest stop because I kind of develop a pattern. Like, this is where I'm gonna go. This is my this is my midway point where I can get out, take a break, stretch my legs, go to the bathroom. And guess who comes out of the bushes again? <laughs> Same guy, dressed nice. And he goes, hey man, I ran out of gas. Can you give me five dollars for gas? And I looked at him and I didn't say, "Do you remember me from last week?" He told me the same thing. I didn't say that. I just looked at him. I'm sorry, man. I can't help you. Good luck. And and I have this. You know, weird feeling like, man, I was scammed. And I go in there to take care of my business, but instead of going right to my car and taking off, I walk around the building and I kind of see where he's going. Because someone else had given him money and he goes through the bushes and he gets into this Audi, this really nice car. Um, and Audis are really nice today. You could imagine in the 90s, um, they were nice in a high-end car and he had a, a late model. You know, I, I would even dare to say new. And he gets in this thing and he drives off. And, and I'm scratching my head. I'm thinking to myself, I'm driving a Chevy Nova. And this guy's scamming me. Um, and I'm like, man, that's not fair. So it kind of, those life experiences, and I tell him because they kind of left a bad taste in my mouth in giving. And so for many years, I'm like, yeah, no, I'll give to my church and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, and, and I kind of was kind of, I, I didn't have the heart of a giver anymore. Not because I, I wasn't a giver by design. It's just, uh, my experience had tainted my heart. If that makes sense. So I go on, I go on, no problem. I'm raising my family. I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm working, 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 no problem. And, um, you know, I go to church and I give to missions and stuff like that. Not a problem. And I donate to missionaries that show up. But also in life, I've seen scammers go through church, you know. And, um, and I'm like, yep, that guy is a scammer and he's not coming back here anymore. Um, but you should never change your heart because of people. Because people are going to be awesome and people are going to be not so awesome, right? Scammers. So when this mission trip became a, a thing... Um, what I did was I had two weeks vacation where I used to work. I cashed in a week to pay for my trip. And then I took a week to go on the trip. So I was on that mission trip for the first time. And, um, and it changed my life. Um, I gave of myself with no reserve to people. And in this case, children who were not scamming me, right? They they genuinely were dealt a raw hand. And I could see the the work, the, the physical work, the monetary donations. I could see them. Um, I could see them, the end result. I could see the money, the sacrifice, the, the, the donation, the work. I could see it um, put a smile on a child's face, put a roof on over a group of kids' heads, um, put food in their belly so they could get medical treatment. I seen kids go to the dentist for the first time. I said, yes, I'm all about this. I have a heart that gives. Um, 
but I was jaded by those experiences. And so I started doing that. I would cash in a week's vacation and uh, and take the week's vacation to go on a mission trip. Those were the first trips I went on. And, and it changed me. And then when people were asking me, hey, you should have told me I would have donated something. Like, no, that's okay. Um, I got it. And, and that was a mistake. And, and, uh, and I apologize because I was paying for my trip. And I said, no, no, I don't need any donations. It's okay. And, and what I was doing was I was stopping the flow of donations to these children. But even, even I was stopping the blessings to these people. You see, I was cashing in a week's vacation and subsidizing my own trip, paying for my own trip. Um, and when people offered to help, I said, no, no, I got it. What I didn't realize is that I was stopping their blessings. They weren't trying to help me. They were trying to help the kids. And I said, wait a minute, you're doing it wrong. This is not about you. You got it. Pay for your own trip. No problem. But if someone wants to donate something, take that donation to the orphanage, you know, or, or if there's a missionary who wants to come and they can't really cover the whole bill, well, this donation will subsidize their trip so we could get feet on the ground to do some of the work, to put the smiles in these children's heart and, um, and change lives. And so, so my, you know, and I'm going to say God, because that's how I believe it. God, you know, kind of put it in my heart. It says, stop slowing down the flow of the blessing, the blessing to the children and to the blessing of the people who want to donate or participate. So that's why you hear me talk all the time. You know, if you want to learn more, go to forthemforhim.org. And, uh, and if you want to donate, you could do it that way. If you want to join a trip, you could do it that way. Find out how you could join or sponsor a missionary or sponsor a house. However, whatever, whatever's in your heart. So I learned that by um, letting this vehicle um, and let people bless these children, they are blessed as well. And I'll tell you how my life has changed and how I've been blessed, right? I, I have... My pocketbook has never been empty since I've been giving um, to children and helping people. As much as, you know, I help and donate and, and do I, whatever I can for people, and, and it's not always about money. I put my time and my efforts and my energy, and this is not about me. Don't hear that. This, I'm telling you, you do it. Um, I have never needed. I have never wanted. And mind you, I work hard. You know, every day, all day, I'm always working. Um, but it's not for money. It's for a goal. It's a it's it's a vision that I'm working towards. You've ever heard when people say money is the root of all evil? That's not true. Money is just a tool that we utilize to pay our bills, to buy our groceries, to you know put shelter over our bodies and our families, you know, our houses, our apartments. We use money for that. And we go out there and work to earn the money to cover our needs. Um, so money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the problem. And when you stop loving money and start loving people and be loose with your time, your energy, and your money, you will never need it. 
I know it's a weird math equation, but I promise you, since I've been going on these mission trips and helping children and helping people and focusing on helping, not looking for the reward, not looking for the attaboy, but looking for that smile in someone's heart that I help put there, your heart is filled. And when you don't have a love of money, it's not a thing anymore. It's not a problem. You'll have what you need. And mind you, I work every day. I go out there every day, but I have a joy in my heart, a skip in my step, because I don't have a love of money. Um, I have a love of people. And um, and so I work towards putting smiles on people's uh, faces and hearts and lives. And when you do that, you are blessed. And it's a weird equation, but I dare you to try it. And, and I don't mean buy the cup of coffee for the other person. You know, that's a nice gesture. And um, and you feel good about it, right? And that's a nice thing, but let's 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 make some real change in someone's life. Do that. Roll up your sleeves and make a real change in someone's life. And again, for them, for him. org is the way you can do it. Uh, you can come to our shop, Aces Defense uh, in Pomfort, and we have a donation bucket. We have, well, we have photo albums, so you can see the impact of 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 the the heart that gives. Um, this is the season of giving, but I'm saying to you, it's it's a season. It's always the season of giving, because when you give and bless other people, you are a help. Like I'm not wealthy by any means or nothing like that. I work every day, and um, you know, I look at my bills. And I'm like, hmm, maybe should not go out to eat this time. You know, whatever. However, I'm I'm you, and you are me, and and I work just like you. But um, my heart is is so so happy and joyous because I don't have a love of money, I have a love of people, and um, and for whatever reason, everything is paid for. You know, the light bill gets paid, and the groceries in the in the fridge, and gas in the car, and um, and I function, and and but I have a joy in my heart. When you bless people, the blessing just comes back to you. And so why am I rambling about this? Yes, I just came back from a mission trip. It's changed my life, my world once again, and it never fails. Um, I encourage you, invite you to check out the pictures at the website or at the shop. We got photo albums. Maybe consider going with us next year or donating. Or maybe just going to uh toy drive this year and give some toys and stuff like that and, and that puts a smile on a kid's face right you know when they get to open a present and that's neat and that's pretty cool um i like that and we do the toy for tops we donate to that and and um and uh and i think it's all good but i'm telling you go a little deeper change a child's life um or uh, maybe a veteran organization help veterans Selfless human beings who, who risk it all for, for us, you know, and, and serve our country and serve us, the, the citizens of this country. I have a special place in my heart for them. My, my son is active army right now. And, uh, and I pray for him every day and, 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 and his leadership and his, and his, uh, um, his teammates and, and all the families that move around to do these things. It's uh, selfless heroes in my book. Christmas is coming. Be nice to one another, right? But have a heart that is a joyful giver. 
And mind you, also, don't be spending money you don't have just because your kid wants the, you know, the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. And that's my time. You know, today's probably the PlayStation 10 or the iPhone 19 or whatever it is. Um, you don't, it doesn't have to cost a lot. You have to show them you love them and be there for them. That's the most important part. Hug on them so they know that, that, uh, that you're there because the real gift is you. You know, you being present. And, uh, and I'm talking to me, right, because my kids are grown and they're kind of living their own lives. But um, I'm not a very good communicator. I know it sounds funny because you listen to me, me talk on this radio. But I'm a, not a very good communicator. I'm not a very good hugger and stuff like that. It's because I grew up by myself, right? Um, my mom worked all the time and I spent a lot of times by myself. So not, not a, it's not something I experienced a lot. So it's very hard for me. It's very foreign. But it doesn't mean I don't love hard i love and care really hard um i'm just not a hugger and a communicator and um uh, but i'm always thinking and praying for everybody and and missing everybody and so i'm talking to me right now get better hug harder um you know let people know you love them right and so if that resonates with you do that christmas is coming and um Giving gifts is what we are doing, but I'm telling you, give gifts all the time. And I don't mean give money, but give your time, your energy, your smile, a hug to your friends, your families. Um, and, and and now let's just talk about, you know, we said money is not the root of all evil. Money is just a tool that can be used for good or for bad. Um, I'm telling you, don't love money. We need it, but don't love it. Be free of the love of money. Um, give it freely. Work hard for it, take care of your bills and your things like that, and but make time to give because when you give, it changes you. Um, maybe start a budget, you know, and part of that budget should have a little part of giving. You know, it would be a 5%, 10%, this is what I'm going to give, 20%, this is what I'm going to save, you know, 50% is for my expenses, this other percent, whatever's left there is for investing for the future, whatever, however, learn that stuff. But, um, I want to talk about wealth now, right? Because we kind of mentioned money. And um, and money isn't everything. And that's where I'm kind of going with this. And this is what I mean. True wealth, in my opinion, is health. So you can be wealthy with zero dollars in the bank if you're healthy. True wealth, to me, is health. Let that simmer for a minute. And I'll say it this way. The richest man in the world, person, right? Because they could change. And uh, there's bazillionaire ladies too. So I, I misspoke. The richest persons in the world, the wealthiest people in the world, money-wise, if they're dying, they'll, they would give everything not to die. So that money won't keep you alive and some of them are you know doing that cybergenic stuff where they're freezing their brain so maybe they could reanimate them and stuff i don't know if that's going to work or not but what am i saying they're using all their money to try to sustain their life so what i'm telling you if you're healthy you're wealthy but you have to take care of that take care of your health um and take care of your heart that's true wealth to me money is just a tool to have a lot of it 
It just gives you an opportunity to do a lot of things. But I'm telling you, do good things. Help people. Stay healthy, um, which means being wealthy. Um, and uh, and so let's just, this is the priority in my, my opinion. Health is true wealth. Because if you're sick with a bazillion dollars in the bank account, it means nothing. So every day, wake up, do stuff that is good for your body, your mind, your heart. Stay healthy. Now, the next step is to have money so you can stay healthy. And, um, and I say that because in the orphanage, these kids are all kind of small. And, uh, and you say, oh, it's because of the area. Like, no, I get it. It's Guatemala. You know, there's a lot of Mayan and native um, descendants, and 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 uh, they were they're small in stature, but that's not the case today. Today, there's a lot of descendants, yes, but there's a lot of malnutrition that stunts their growth because there's a lot of tall Guatemalans out there, taller than I am, and uh, and that's because they had a uh, good nutrition. And so they were able to grow. So a lot of these children are small. And, um, and why do I say that? It's because, remember I said health is true wealth. But we still need money to maintain that health. So you can eat the right foods. And, um, and have good shelter and good rest and, and all these things. And, and maybe not kill ourselves working in physical, manual labor um, that doesn't pay enough. right? And I say that for them. Because over there, they pick pineapples all day long. And not the orphanage, clearly. At the town, we built some houses, Jocotillo. And they work for $5 a day, trying to raise a family. Um, that's, uh, that's tough. That's tough. And so their bodies are broken down. They don't drink enough water. They don't drink clean water. So money is necessary to get you know good filtration and good shelter and maybe good transportation to get a good, better job and whatever, however. But it's the priorities where I'm really talking about. Your health. No matter who you are, you can always choose to eat better. Um, and sometimes there's nothing to eat. I get it. It depends where you are on the planet. But if you're listening to me, chances are you don't have to get that extra, extra tall with the sugars and the things and the thing and the thing. And the extra squirts of whatchamacallit. It's not helping you. I know it's fun in the mouth. I get it. Mouth pleasure. Who doesn't like sugar? But, man, sugar is just not good for us, generally speaking. I saw something really quick this morning. It said, um, sugar in a baby's brain, they call it ADHD. And I don't know how true this is, but it made me think for a minute. Sugar in an adult's brain, they call it Alzheimer's and, and stuff like that, dementia. Sugar in your eyes, they call it glaucoma. Sugar in your blood, they call it diabetes. And they went on and on and on and on and on. Now, again, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I said to myself, all right, true or not true, I don't know. But let's, I'm going to flip this question. What health benefits does sugar have to my body? I couldn't come up with one. Other than just that momentary uh, endorphin dump, you know, because the sugar high, but then, then you get the sugar, you know, low, that's no fun. That's artificial, but then it damages my body, just like smoking, right? Smoking gives you that instant pleasure, gratification, or relaxation, whatever. I don't know what it does to you because I don't smoke. But for that one instance, but it, it shaves time off your life. 
you're trading health for that instant. Uh, and so, what am I saying? True wealth is health. So, stay healthy, right? Stay strong. Be a warrior is what we say. Aces Defense 360. That's our motto there. We're, we're a gym, um, and we have a school, a shop, and a, um, a workout room, a jiu-jitsu studio. We do kickboxing, yoga, uh, jiu-jitsu, um, boxing, all these things to keep you healthy and well, right? But it starts with you first making the decision to be truly wealthy, meaning healthy, do stuff to keep you healthy, and, and not deciding is deciding. Not deciding is deciding. What I mean by that is this. I, I'm asking you to look about yourself and think about what you do every day and make a decision to get wealthy. A decision to get healthy. Because that's true wealth. And uh, take care of you first, right? Um, so that means decide to get healthy so you can be truly wealthy. I'm also encouraging you to decide to give. Don't have a love of money. Um, we all need it. But the minute you stop loving it and you give it freely, you'll have abundance of it. it it'll just flow through you. You're the vehicle that becomes a blessing to other people's lives. And and um, and I get it. I work hard. But when you work hard and you, and you feel this joy of helping people, it doesn't even feel like you're working hard. Um, you become selfless. And that, and that, make, that, that softens your heart. It takes the hardness, that edge off your heart. It just makes you a better human. Um, this is the season to be given, right? I'm telling you, it's forever. And I want to say it's a season to be loving on each other, but love yourself first. Take care of you first so you can take care of others. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, No one's ever really asked me to borrow money and stuff like that, but I learned this from a friend of mine years ago. He says, never lend money. I go, why not? Sometimes people need it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying don't help. I'm saying don't lend money. I don't understand. It's like, look, if someone needs help and they need to borrow money, I would rather you give them money that you could you could do, right? They might need a bazillion dollars and you don't have it. Don't You don't have it. But give them something that you can give and bless their lives to help them. Because if you lend them money, it changes your relationship. Now, there's a saying that says the, the debtor is a slave to the lender. And there's a truth to that. Because now that changes your relationship. They're a slave to the lender. We don't want to enslave our friends or our families. So I don't lend money. You know, if you you know need help, whatever, if I could bless you with something, I'll bless you with something. But I don't lend money. First of all, I don't have any to lend. But, um, but that principle has stuck with me. So I've never borrowed money. Um, but I never needed it because I've given it freely. Um, and, and, but I make sure where I give it, it's not a scam, right? Because I don't want that to harden my heart. So I, I know where I give. I give to children. I give to veterans. And um, and yesterday, you know, not, not that it's anyone's business, but yesterday I donated to the canine police thing in Wajiggy of Connecticut so they could buy bulletproof vests for dogs, the canine dogs. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Because these dogs are working uh, with humans to serve and protect communities. I was like, yeah, I'll donate something to that. And uh, and I gave money. And um, and my hopes and prayers is that there's a bulletproof vest coming out for a dog somewhere. <laughs> um, 
and I don't even want to look into it too much because as it stands right now, that's what my heart is. My heart is I help some dogs that are working with police officers to help our communities. And so that's good enough for me. I don't want to go behind the bushes and see what's happening. Um, but I also donate where it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I donate enough that it's okay. You know, so anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Um, I hope you guys enjoy your families this season and know the true meaning of the season. That should be all the time. Love on each other hard. Um, give the gift of yourself. Love on your people. Let your people know you're available to them. To be a shoulder, wisdom, um, a helping hand in whatever it is. Be kind to each other. Love on each other. Stay healthy, stay well. And uh, if you have a comment or concern, you could always send me a message. Uh, one body, one mind, one life at gmail.com. I was a little rambly today because my heart is full of joy because I just came back from that mission trip. I hope you enjoyed those clips. The, the, Sneak peeks, the random interviews. Um, come down and see the photo albums at Aces, uh, Aces Defense here in Pomfort. Or check out for them, forhim.org. You can see videos and pictures of that there. I'm not sure if they're updated yet, but um, you can see last year's ones or this year's there. That's a good place to look. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Next week, we'll try to talk about um, some more wellness things so we can get that real wealth happening. Because uh, New Year's resolution time is coming, right? And I'm telling you, it's always time to take care of you and your body. You don't have to wait for the New Year's, but set goals, but set attainable goals. And we'll, we'll, we'll map it out next time. Next time, we'll talk about how to have little wins so you can have big wins and set the stage so you can have success. And whatever you want to do in life, um, starting with your health and your wealth and, uh, and your goals. This is Steve. This is one your body, your mind on this journey called life. Talk to you soon. Bye.